Good morning and welcome everyone to our worship service at the United Methodist Church Westlake Village on this Easter Sunday, April 9th, 2023. We are so glad that you have joined us today for worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. Christ the Lord is risen today. Amen. Take a moment and share the joy of this morning with one another there next to you in your pews. Good morning. Glad you're with us. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, fam. Oh, looks like I'm still on. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everyone. Uh, welcome. You saw the flower uh, dedication scroll on the screen as you were, as you were getting set. We uh, thank everyone who has participated in that for making the sanctuary so beautiful. And it, and it does give us a, a bit of uh, a poignancy, I think, to the celebration today because so many of the dedications are in memory of people who have uh, passed on to life eternal but were an uh, integral part of, of our lives in one way or another. And it's, it's just a, a deep, warm feeling, isn't it, that we are here amid a cloud of witnesses of people who have gone before with, uh, with youngsters here who will outlive most all of us and go on, and they perhaps will be making dedications on an Easter Sunday to one or a few of us. Uh, the movement goes on. The movement goes on. It's just marvelous. After worship uh, today, you'll have uh, two great opportunities. Uh, one will be that if you uh, have youngsters, there's an Easter egg hunt that will be happening uh, in the lawn across the patio, the youth building lawn. That's where it will be. So you'll want to pay attention to that. And on your way there, whether you are an egg hunter or just an egg hunting viewer, you're going to want to stop at the hospitality table. Barb Stone and the group have put on just a marvelous uh, repast for us after worship. And so... Uh, enjoy that and be sure to thank uh, Barb for the hard work she does to make uh, our congregation be uh, warm and friendly to one another. There is a wagon that you will not see outside because it's low like a wagon is and we're all going to be standing around so you won't be noticing it. But if, if the crowd parts a little bit, you can see that it's a wagon dedicated to manna now. We're starting to have a manna wagon uh, every Sunday so we can collect our canned goods instead of collecting them uh, one Sunday a week. So uh, see if you can notice that, and we'll see if we can, or perhaps, 
That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. We'll keep him standing by it the whole time so we know, we know what it is. We celebrate the victory of Easter morning in the empty tomb while concluding a series of sermons we've been meditating upon, uh, the pillars of a courageous faith. We've been looking at uh, these pillars as things that would help to strengthen us uh, to have the courage of our faith so that we're able to live through times of stress, uh, challenge, or crisis. Of all the pillars, it's God's love for us that's made real in the resurrection, and that is for sure. So let us center ourselves and celebrate this glorious day.
and join me in our invocation. Lift up your hearts. Lift up the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and merciful God, we come into your special presence this day, grateful of your forgiveness and love, the power of redemption and resurrection in human life. We aspire to live faithfully in your Holy Spirit. Help us for the good that we might bring light into darkness and spread hope where there is despair. Bring to fullness in us a courageous faith that lets love lead and helps build your blessed community. Amen. You may be seated. morning everybody and happy Easter. I'm so excited that I have the opportunity to be with you guys either through technology or in your services. So friends, I wanted to share with you today about one of my favorite things about Easter. It's the light coming back into the world. At Advent we talked about the light coming to the world and this week we celebrated Jesus' triumphant entry. We celebrated the Last Supper, where in that Passover supper, he spoke about flipping the switch and what is the bread of life? What is the cup of salvation? And then we went into a service of Tenebrae, which is a service of darkness. But friends, fear not, there is light back in the world. It's coming, there is light. And no matter what we feel or how we are, we can never extinguish the light of Jesus in this world or in our lives. Even if the strong winds blow against us, the light will return, giving us a way to look past the darkness around us and into God's loving arms. So have a wonderful Easter, and I will see you soon. Let us pray. Oh dear God, thank you being, for being our light and our salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice, all for the forgiveness of our sins, that we may live as holy Easter people. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, go back to your pews and your parents will be with you during the service. Or if the teachers are in the back, go ahead towards the back. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.
that was Pastor Christy. She is a, uh, an associate pastor at three of our Methodist churches here in the Western Caneo Valley, leading us in family, intergenerational family ministry. Uh, she's with us in person every third week and uh, by video the other two weeks. So we're glad to see her. Her family's with us this Sunday and we're glad to have you with us in worship. And there will be a Sunday school. That's where the children are leaving. So if you um, are a youngster and want to go to that, that's fine. And if not, if you want to stay put, that is fine also. We're glad that you are here with us this Sunday. Let's center our spirits and go to God in prayer. Holy God, on this blessed Easter Sunday, we are full of joy and thanksgiving for the power of your spirit in the face of it all. The journey that we have been upon these last few weeks is nothing like what you had gone through, yet we have a sense in our hearts of the challenges of the difficulties of these days. And how as an incarnate spirit, you suffered and died our sufferings and our death. And how miracle upon miracle you rose from the dead and extended the promise to us that we indeed could embody a kind of love that conquers all. We pray for that love upon us this day. And in the trust of that love, we pray. We think of those among us who are struggling with the treatments or after effects of their cancer therapies, whose lives are full of hope, yet whose challenges are steep. We think of Kathy Drake, particularly as she seeks additional pain management. We think of Sarah Pierce. Oh Lord, Hear our prayers. For Sylvia Brandon, we pray for relief from arthritis pain. For Margie Price, we pray comfort and strength as she is rehospitalized with health issues. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For Randy Loeb's friend, Brian Burr, with incurable bone cancer, we pray. And for Kimberly Smith, a cancer patient who is now on hospice. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. For the continuing recuperation of Tom Hopkins and Steve Ames, 
We pray your strength. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And for all those who are suffering COVID or who are suffering the aftermath of their disease, we pray for them. We pray for their personal caregivers. We pray for all the medical personnel who have helped us sacrificially over these two, three years. Oh, Lord, hear our prayers. And we pray for our world. We pray for those who are suffering from extreme climate events. We pray for those who are suffering at the brunt end of the worst of human nature. For those in war, suffering oppression, searching for shelter or food. For those who are grieved by random gun violence in our communities, in our schools. For all that is in front of us that we know is not your will, we pray, Lord God, that you would help us. May your resurrection spirit motivate us forward to make a difference, to find ways to link arms with one another in our community, in our nation, across our globe, to bring forward your blessed community to help us find ways to really live as brothers and sisters, family of God. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And on this blessed Easter, we think of other people and other situations particularly dear to us that we lift up in our private prayer thoughts. Come into these lives, into these situations, Lord God, in a powerful way that makes a difference to those folk. That they know your support, they know your nurture, they know your comfort and your healing. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for our church. We pray that you would help us to continue in our ministries through these challenging times and we ask your help in maintaining and increasing, increasing our effectiveness and our vitality. May we be a place that is overflowing with your love and grace. All this we pray in your son's holy name that we celebrate this day joining in the prayer that he taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today is from Matthew 28, 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let us say amen. May the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, oh, what a morning. Imagine it, discovering the empty tomb. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they head to the tomb. They are full of sorrow, though. You need to know that, right? They've come to dress the corpse of Jesus for full burial. It's an act of, of deep love that is just layered with sorrow. And it's the crack of dawn, and if they were well-read, they would have known something marvelous was going to happen because at the crack of dawn, when light is pushing back the darkness, that is the, the magic time of the Spirit. The earth quakes, angels appear, tomb is explored, and a message is given. Do not be afraid. Jesus is risen and will meet you in Galilee. And they are filled with fear and they are filled with joy. Fear and joy together. It's understandable. This is a lot for them to get their mind around. It's a, it's a big change for them. In deep sorrow, they had steeled themselves for these burial tasks, but now the body is missing. Foul play, they say to each other, some kind of more abuse to our loved one. They worry, and yet they have this vision, and they have a sense of awe and a sense of shock. And it's a revelation to them about love and about life. They realize that something remarkable has happened. Miraculous has happened. The dream that they all shared has not died. His words are true. It's real, they say to one another. And the hearts are breaking open with joy. Faith, a new faith is abounding for them. And any uncertainty assuaged by, by Jesus is appearing to them, particularly to them himself. And the risen Christ underscores the angel's message, and bears witness to himself. 
so that they might bear witness to him. They run, convey the message to the other disciples. Their joy might have made that running easier, yet their fear probably made the message telling very hard. Empty tomb, revelation to share, commission to give. Well, yet they're just women who live at the margins of this society. Who would believe them? Who would take the women seriously? It is just, just so like Jesus to do this turn of events in this way. Sharing good news with those who need to hear it the most. Empower, empowering the, the marginalized towards the center. Calling forth personal courage to bolster faith. Do you believe in me enough to do this? Do you believe enough in yourselves to do this? Mary's Have courage. Tell the truth, your truth. Live into your faith, the faith. You can imagine that something like that was in the minds of the two Marys as they were leaving the tomb and running with joy and with fear back to their motley group of followers of this Messiah. They were hearing these kind of voices in their heads, the voice of Jesus and the voice of their conscience, encouraging them to be the ones that were needed now, that first Easter morning. to be the voices of a new day and a, a new way, to be the voices of resurrection for all. The two Marys were able to summons courageous faith. I think they were able to do that because they saw in Jesus courageous faith, particularly in this last week, Jesus had lived with that courageous faith. Jesus had modeled it for them. And they now knew that if they relied on God, they too could do it. 
they could conquer their fears with courageous faith and rejoice. It was their moment. It was their moment. And they stepped forward, those two women. helping to change the world. Oh, what a morning in, in so many, many ways. What a moment for Mary and for all the rest of us who, who would believe, who would believe that such a thing could be true. About God in Christ and about Christ in us. Jesus modeled courageous faith and, and illustrated uh, qualities of courageous faith that I've been calling pillars over these weeks. We've been looking at these pillars of courageous faith, things that I've been suggesting to you help to bolster us in our courageous faith because we see them in Jesus's life and today we see them in the two Marys. Clarity is the is the first one. Jesus started his ministry in Nazareth quoting Isaiah. He's clear. He's clear about what he is to be doing with his life. It focuses him and the distractions Go aside. Being clear as to our purpose or our goal bolsters our courageous faith. Clarity. Make a mental note. Clarity is a pillar. Conviction is another. Jesus was confronted for healing on the Sabbath. He he was confirming the spirit of the tradition rather than the laws of the tradition. He knows what the needed good was, and he does it regardless. Knowing that we are doing the right that we should be doing bolsters our courageous faith. Conviction is a pillar of your courageous faith. Candor is another pillar. Jesus supports the renewal of sinful and repentant people. He encourages their candor in looking at themselves, and with candor, he helps everybody else to look at what's going on in that life and in their lives. Speaking the truth of faith plainly, with compassion and with humility, this bolsters courageous faith. Clarity, conviction, candor. Hope is another. Jesus witnesses the power of hope as these friends let their paraplegic friend through the roof of a house to be in Jesus' presence. And hopefully, hopefully, to have some healing 
Hope gives us a confidence to act and to seek the better. It shows a trust in God, a trust in God's ways and in God's sustaining power, a confidence that sustaining and motivating and empowering, a confidence in hope bolsters our courageous faith. And fortitude strengthens our faith, that stick to that is grounded in a trust in God. Jesus pushed through problems and obstacles, believing in what God was doing through him. We too can do that. We too can discover a fortitude that wraps up our faith and keeps us going. And love, the underlying rationale of it all, Jesus was filled with love for God and for neighbor, and it overflowed. And if your heart is full of love, you will find yourself full of a power that bolsters your faith. It sustained Jesus through torture, through various threats, through death. He kept centered on the goal of love. Keep your eye on the prize. Love underscores it all, the experiencing of it and the expressing of it. A courageous faith has clarity of vision, conviction of purpose, candor of communication, hope of outcome, fortitude of effort, love of God and neighbor. These are the pillars that bolster a courageous faith. The two Marys found this situation daunting, I would guess. Here they were, conveying the message that would change the cosmos in this little town this morning with these 11 folk. They believed in Jesus' resurrection and they believed in themselves. That they actually could be instruments of God's will. The two Marys followed the path of Jesus with a courageous faith, I would say. And they faced down their fears and they stood up to the disregard or the dismissing of others. And read your Gospels about this morning and you will know that some of our dear saints dismissed the Marys first. How about us? How about you? How about you and, and me? In our circumstances of crisis or trauma, our stresses, or, or when we're dismissed and disregarded. Told to shut up, to get out, to back away, 
to be quiet. How about us? Will we be people of courageous faith? So I asked this prickly question on this beautiful, on this beautiful day. Because the proverbial rose of Sharon that we celebrate this day actually comes with thorns. Following Jesus can mean taking up your cross. Or at least walking a stony road. Our faith is being challenged these days. You know that. With people holding up a Jesus we may not even recognize. And doing things in, in Jesus' name that don't seem to conform to the Jesus we know. With the social stressors that strain our families and change our relationships with illnesses that ravage our sense of well-being and basic security. We are in a strange day. We are in a time of great reckoning. A measure or Sizing up is happening. God is dropping a plumb line. And it's Christ Jesus. In Deuteronomy we read that God will not forsake us, so be strong and courageous. In John we read, take courage, Jesus has conquered the world. Shall we believe this? Take this to heart and live it as a truth in our lives? In the noise of all this hubbub that is surrounding us and, and within us these days, I invite you to stop and to be still and to abide a moment in the presence of God. And if you listen well, you will hear a voice. Listen well. That voice is beckoning you. It's the Holy Spirit and it is calling you to attention. We are called by the empty tomb and by the risen Lord to be people of courageous faith. Called by those who have gone before us by the two Marys, by the great cloud of witnesses that surround us. To be people of courageous faith.
called by those who have yet to hear the gospel or let the gospel have its claim on their lives, called even by them to be people of courageous faith now. So on this Easter Sunday, take with you uh, an encouragement not to be cowed, not to be thrown off your course for love, for grace, for peace, for justice. Don't lose your way due to loud mouths or bullies or cynics. Nor by reversals of fortune or by crises or by illnesses or by cancers. Do not be afraid. Do not be fearful. You have been made of greater stuff. You have been lifted up for bigger things. We have been called for such a time as this to speak and to live for the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords as people of courageous faith who let love lead. The tomb is empty. Christ is risen. Alleluia! Amen.
We serve a risen Savior, and I want to thank everyone this morning, not only for attending, but as I saw the offering plates being passed around, they were kind of heaping full this morning, and, and I really am so grateful that we're all keeping in mind God's extravagant love and blessings and, and making contributions that help this church move forward with our goal to love our neighbor and serve our community. Your generosity is needed to keep us going, and if you didn't come with something to put in an envelope today, I do urge you to look at the screen and consider there are lots of ways to donate, and we do need your help as we move forward. If we could all stand now for the doxology. Let us pray. Holy God, as we celebrate your resurrection, we thank you for your many gifts and blessings, and we ask that you bless these gifts and those who give them, that our ministries in your Son's spirit might thrive, helping your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Oh, yeah. 
have a courageous faith. Follow Jesus. Take your cue from the Marys. You will make a difference in God's kingdom. Stay safe. Be healthy. Know that you are loved. Be blessed by that spirit and be a blessing to others. Amen. 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 Amen.